Suicide Zen Forgiveness, the pod that shares the stories of those affected by suicide. Lost a loved one? Attempted it yourself? Did you know that when you share a burden, the load is lightened? Come listen in with your host, Elaine Lindsay. Suicide Zen Forgiveness, the podcast, is for education only. Some of the subject matter could be triggering for those that are newly grieving or in a poor state of mental health. Please call your local suicide hotline or mental health office if you need immediate help. Emmy Award-winning actor, author, speaker, and transformational coach, entrepreneur, champion development expert, producer, podcaster, mental wellness advocate. Rael Andrews' motto is, the children will become who you are. Rael is a committed husband and father to three amazing children. And today I'm honored and humbled to share my guest with you as he brings all of himself. His heart is huge and he will move you as he gives us a deeply personal look into his story, holding nothing back. Welcome to the podcast, Rael Andrews. And it's really exciting for me to be here today with Rael Andrews. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. It's my pleasure, Elaine. I'm glad to be here. Well, I think the best thing we can do, because people come to hear the incredible interviews with the guests that I have. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking. I would love for you to go ahead and start your story wherever you would like to. Uh, (laughs) My story, man. Um, You know, uh, well, you know, I could start by telling a little bit about who I am and we'll see where it goes from there. You know, I come from a small town in North Vancouver, B.C., Canada. Um, I was the only child. And uh, we grew up on the other side of the tracks for sure. Um, You know, I grew up, you know, I graduated from a class of 1,200. I was the only African-American. So bullying, racism, all that kind of cool stuff. But I, you know, honestly, in full retrospect, I didn't know that that's what it was i just thought some people were mean that's all mm-hmm. you know um because i had such great parents i had a great stepdad um and a great mom who you know spoke and instilled great stuff into me you know like my mom always used to say every night she'd say don't dream tonight son dream big um and you know now what i know that she was literally doing subliminal implantation yeah you know because it was the last thing i hear before i go to sleep you know she literally whispered that in my ear so i that's what i did i dreamed i dreamed big um you know that's you know when you're in um places that you don't want to be that's one of the best places ways you can be in places you want to be is through dreams right so and then um you know i learned through things like my dad teaching me there's no such word as c-a-n-t um i don't make excuses i don't even i don't take them not even good ones not even justified ones 
uh, one more rap. My mom finished what she started. Uh, dream it, believe it, achieve it, remember it. You know, those are things that were instilled in me right. at young age, and and have made me who I am today. You know, um, you know, my life has been an amazing life. I used to say it was. I used to say, you know, man, why do I have all these challenges? And, you know, why, why me? You know, stuff like that. But now I say, why not me? Yes. You know, and I see it as um, I'm grateful. You know, people will hear me say stuff like, uh, you know, I'm blessed with bipolar manic too, and they're like, blessed with bipolar manic too, right? You know, I'm blessed to be a recovering addict and you know um stuff like that so because you know that's who i am and those are those are the journeys that have made me who i am you know we're dealt stuff and how we deal with it makes us who we are you know um a lot of people is one of the things i'm most passionate about is one of my thing i know one of my callings is life is you know one of my taglines that was a profound moment in my life was, um, you know, for the, well, I'm 58 now. Yeah. Probably for a good part of half of my life, I was like deathly afraid of death. Like, Oh, like really, really bad. Like I had like bad anxiety, but like I would, I certainly could not sleep on my back because whenever I watched the TV, people would always die on their back. You certainly weren't putting a sheet over my head. Um, I was, I was, I would not walk on the same side of the road as a graveyard or even a place where they make tombstones. You know, it was really, really bad until I became a believer. Um, but when I was 29, I went to my first real funeral and, um, up until that, the only funerals I'd ever been to were, you know, Hollywood funerals on TV. Yeah. And it was always like the big production, a lot of people there, everybody saying nice things, you know, and, you know, and so that's what I expected. Um, my girlfriend at the time had asked me to, to accompany to her grandfather's funeral. He was 88 years old. And, you know, I fully expected this big production. And I got there and there was only her her sister the mother the father and the grandmother wow. and the pastor and i was like it was very strange for me elaine it was yeah. like time i remember it was over here in la at the forest lawn and it was up on top of the hill and time literally it was one of those moments where you're standing here but everything else is spinning yeah and you can hear them talking in the background, but it was, it was very faint. And to me, two things happened right then. One was, I said, I don't want to walk this earth 88 years and make such a little impact yeah. that nobody comes to my funeral. Wow. And then in the same instance, I realized, because he was a great man, the man that I knew, um, you know, the grandfather, um, I really respected him. I re respected his work ethics. I expected, respected, you know, all of that. And I realized in that moment, and unfortunately, it's really high. I'm going to say 90s, 98% of people like him go from birth to death thinking they don't matter. They think they're not important. 
They think they're just taking up space. If they're not a CEO or a Fortune 500 or a celebrity or a professional athlete, that they're not important. And that's when I came up, I will believe in you till you believe in yourself, because it's absolutely not true. Everybody has a gift. And my pastor once said, um, that's when I started to realize that my challenges are my gifts. He said, he said, Jesus doesn't need any more preachers. He said, Jesus, he was talking to the congregation at the time. He was a little fired up. He gets fired up. I can't remember why he was, he was he was lovingly mad at them let's just say and and he, and he was basically was saying he said jesus doesn't need more preachers he said he needs he needs you champions to get up to step up to show up to share your story and take action and speak up you know he said because somebody needs to hear your story and i was like wow that for me was another that was probably my second one because i do network marketing and network marketing is all about sharing your story. So I was, but anyways, and this is why we're here, right? Sharing our story. So that's a little bit, you know, uh, about me and we'll see where, where it goes from there. First of all, absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely love that. You've touched on things that so matter and motivate me because, yeah, we're all in this place to do the best we can as who we are and you're absolutely right so many of us have gone through most of our lives thinking yeah well who who wants to hear about that or why why would i matter and it's people like you and i have to say here thank you to your mom to bring you up from a little child giving you the ability to have big dreams, giving, instilling in you that you're meant for more. Because we can have good parents, we can come from great families, but if our parents didn't get that instilled in them, they often can't instill it in us. And so all of who you've become you know, your, your mom had a really big part in that. And I think that's absolutely incredible. I love that you celebrate your bipolar as a gift. And, and that makes perfect sense. And I heard you say champion. So that's obviously where that came from. Every, every interaction I've seen of yours in the past few weeks, you are... Uh, positive, you are uplifting, you are compassionate, and you are incredibly empathetic. And that is such an incredible trait. And that's why my friend said you have to have Rael on your podcast. And as I looked into you to find out a little bit more, I was truly honored to get the opportunity. Because you really, Rael is real. There's no mm -hmm. two ways about it. Thank I've you. seen little podcasts. I, you went fishing with your son and happy birthday to your wife and just living your life in the fullest way possible, being the best person you can be. And it looks to me like helping the most human beings possible. I want to take you to 
a not so great time because everything is lovely for you and everything that you've turned it around so that it looks good. Some of our audience might be sitting in a pit and wanting to understand that people can raise themselves up from wherever with such an incredible grounding and start from your mom how or where did you find yourself kind of going off the rails and have to correct yeah um sorry it's okay Um, you know, it's, um, interesting because, you know, um, you affected me because I'm listening to you and you know, f full transparency. Cause as you know, we were supposed to do this last week and, um, Um, I had to cancel because, you know, it's interesting to me, but I know that's how I roll that you say, you know, you've been stalking me and how great I show up and all of that. But, you know, um, full transparency, the past 10 days have not been great at all, but I choose to show up for the world like it's good, like it's great, because I know that I have a lot of people that count on me. Um, but yeah, it's challenging, you know. I am bipolar, I am going through, um, it took everything to even show up today, but I said, I'm not canceling again. Um, I'm, I'm in one of those places right now, but I know I can get through it. You know, I know I just got to stay focused, um, and do what I call dog paddling. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, but I think it's important and I'm glad you said it that, cause I know a lot of people that see me, they think it's all great for real and, you know, he's got it made and. And, you know, I'm just being real with you guys. I mean, I don't got it made at all. I've just learned to fight. I've just learned how to show up. I've just learned how to be relentless. I've just learned how to to want to live, you know. And um, we got two choices. You know, we can be a victim, which I've been. Um, or we can fight, dude, because uh, if we don't fight, we're going to lose. And, um, you know, it's one of the things I fight for. I mean, I've been down that road. I almost took my life, trigger warning. You know, I almost took my life several times. 
you know, unintentionally, but I really, really got serious one time. And, uh, you know, before I would just try to make it happen by accident, just by drinking a lot and taking a lot of opioids, because I thought that would be an easy way out. Just go to sleep and not wake up, <laughs> you know, because I don't like pain. I don't like pain. <laughs> so, Me yeah, so I try to think of the easiest way, but I did get to the point, you know, and I'm I'm glad that that I fought, you know. Um, you know, it's interesting how God works because it was like literally within days after I chose to in my mind I said okay I'm gonna fight one more time I said I said well you know how to fight I said let's just fight one more time let's just give it a good battle and um, I did and then I was at a fan event for my show. And it's interesting how, to me, I look at things and I see how things happen. And this lady came up to me and she says to me, she goes, it's like crazy because when I think about it, I think like just the way that it happened, I, I think that, you know, sometimes I believe that there's angels and stuff that just come because she just came up to me and she said, I thought I didn't matter too. And she said, can I share something with you? And I said, yeah. And she said that um, her mom took her life. And she said her mom left a note and said that she thought that she would be better off without her, which is what we think a lot. You know, and she said, Varel, I just want to tell you that was over 20 years ago, and I'm not better off without her. No. And uh, I hold on to that because, um, you know, those of us that are challenged, those of us that are struggle, that's a big thought that we have. And that's a thought that kind of pushes us over the unfortunate ones that, um, don't get a chance we think oh the world will be better off without us my family would be better off without me my husband my wife my kids yeah. whatever you know and we know in the aftermath that's not true yeah that's not true at all so you know um i think it went sideways a little i think the question was how how did i feel how did i find myself going off well you know the reality is elaine it's like when I look at it, it's it's somebody asked me this the other day. It was like they were talking about living in abundance and living in scarcity. And I was on the panel and I was listening to these the different people speak about living in abundance and living in scarcity. And it was you could imagine it was a pretty generic answer. Yeah. obvious answer but as i was listening to them speaking i was thinking you know what i actually growing up lived in no i didn't in the physical world yes 
I lived in scarcity. We were dirt poor. I ran barefoot till I was in grade seven. This, this is my, I keep them with me because people don't believe me. My original dream was to make the 84 Olympics. This was my first pair of track shoes that I got. Wow. But my mom couldn't afford these till I was in grade seven. I ran barefoot um, till that. So, wow. you know, scarcity was the, 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 the world that we lived in, but I lived in abundance in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, and I realized that I lived in abundance in my head because of, you know, what my mom told me, the, 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 the things they, they instilled in me. So, you know, what went wrong or something is just, it, I don't know that anything went wrong. I, I think it just got, you know, for me, what I, th I think what went wrong for me was... I didn't have outlets like you're giving people right now. I didn't have outlets like the reason I've become outspoken for mental wellness. So when I was coming up, like perfect example is, you know, I'm blessed with my depression from my mom. My mom had major depression. Um, she also had Menschhausers or Munchhausers or whatever you call that. Yeah. Um, but there was never spoken about, you know, you don't spoke about it. like, and I, when I look back in retrofit, I remember when I was, I remember when I was 13 and what happened, what started happening for me, Elaine was, um, every year I'd go through a phase, which we know is normal with depression. Oh but yeah. It, for me, it was like, I would start smoking weed. And I just like, you know, I, I wasn't really that kind of person back then, but I would just I'd go on a little binge and, you know, and the first time it was like I smoke weed for like a couple of days and then I'd get over it. And then next time it was like a week and then I'd get over it. And then it was like two weeks and I'd get over it. And it, it kept getting longer and longer and I couldn't stop it, you know. And what I what I now know what I was doing was I was self-medicating my bouts of depression, but I didn't know. And I remember one time I was, I just thought like, why is it so, I don't even like this shit. Why do I, why is it so much? I just want to stop. And I couldn't stop. And then all of a sudden one day I'd wake up and didn't want it anymore. And I was like, Oh, cool. Well, it's just a matter of time. And it, but it kept getting longer and longer and longer. And then one time when I was about 13, it just was not getting better. And I just didn't want to go to school. I just would stay in the house all day. I would close all the curtains. I would make excuses. I would put the lighter on the, the, the monitor to my mom so that I'd say I was sick. And, you know, the whole deal, right? And then one day I'm lying there watching TV. I'm not really watching TV, but I had it on in the background. And that Zoloft commercial came on with the little Zoloft ball. And I'm, I can hear it, and it said, do you spend money when you don't need to spend it? Do you struggle with this? And by the third or fourth thing that they said, I went, I did the old Scooby-Doo. I went, Whoop. wait a sec. That sounds like me. And I went to my mom and I said, and these are one of those things I get frustrated, but, you know, she did the best she can. I went to my mom and I said, mom, I think I might have this thing called depression. And she was like, what do you, but she knew because she was, you know, and why didn't you say something to me? 
could have saved me a lot of years of pain. Because, you know, I mean, that was 13, and I wasn't officially diagnosed till I was 55. You know, and I had people like my wife, my good friend. My wife is a therapist, and my, my good friend who's bipolar, Maurice Bernard. I had people telling me, oh, dude, you're you're bipolar, dude. You need to do this. You need to go see a therapist. And, and at that point, I'd come to the point where I was like, what are you talking about, dude? You know, and I'm not going to be getting on medication like my mom and, and all of that, you know, to the point where, you know, then I become an addict because I'm self-medicating so much. Um, and then that's when, when it really got ugly, Elaine, was when I got sober, it was about, this was the catalyst to really the end, but almost the end yeah. for real um, was about six months being sober all of a sudden. And at this point in my life, I, in my mind, I got this depression thing, right? I can, I can, I got the tools. I know how to pull myself out of it. I, I got this, right? That's what I'm saying in my mind. And then at six months being sober, all of a sudden here comes, about a depression right and i recognize it and i'm like oh i got this whatever but it's not it's not it's not working nothing i'm doing is working it's getting darker and darker i'm going deeper and deeper down the thing and then it hit me on the way to the aa meeting i was like oh my god i'm sober there's no self-medicating and I wasn't going back. So it got real ugly. And that's when I almost committed suicide. But, you know, by the grace of God and, and my wife, who's amazing, I yeah. went to a doctor the next day and um, it's all been good. But, yeah, so I, I don't know that it went sideways, Elaine. I just think that it just ran its course. And um, I think what went wrong was lack of communication and resources where we can share and see that there's other people like us. Absolutely. And, and just to, to sort of give kudos to your mom, she did what she could with what she thought was the right thing mm -hmm. because we didn't talk about, okay. I'm seven years older than you. My dad's sister, we still don't know how she, whether she took her own life or it was an accident. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards she took her own life because things were very difficult. When I was seven, I didn't even know my father had a sister because you didn't talk about those things. There were all the things you didn't talk about. Mm -hmm. And what's the best way to have people get over stuff? Just ignore it, say nothing, do nothing. And... We now know, okay, all these years later, uh, the one thing, the best thing millennials ever did was they want to know and see and be everything, and they want to know why. Mm -hmm. Why, 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 why? We, for the most part, we just took everything, and it's, well, that's the way it is. Like, yep. you just leave it alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm... I'm very thankful for you that you got to a place where you could get help. 
and, um, you know, got sober and, and all of those things. But you still, you have to give yourself kudos for managing all those years. From 13 to 55, that's a lot of living. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a lot. And you've done so many good things. Uh, I, I, first of all, I just want to reach through and hug you because. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, you. You're so genuine. It's, it's painful to me that, that I caused you to go to a bad place, it's but I think, I think we can, I think we may give someone in the audience that little spark that they too can fight. Mm -hmm instead of giving up because yeah giving up should never be your option you have and, to fight yeah yeah you have to fight you have to um you know i know that you know like the it's interesting fight is a great word and it's like i use this analogy it's like you know um because I, I sometimes I share, this would be one of them. Most of the time I don't, people, because I just want to show up as, you know, but I think it's important every now and then that people see that, you know, struggle. But like I tell, because, you know, I, every day I get up is a struggle, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. for one reason or another. I mean, I, I don't wake up, five, four, three, two, one, boom. No. So, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a process for me. Uh, but one of the the big things for me is, you know, I, I call it the Coliseum and I, I have a Coliseum that I can see vision. I, I, it's clear as day. It's a Roman Coliseum. I like the Roman Coliseum where they used to have the chariot battles and yeah. up up in the in the stadiums. I can see Martin Luther King. He's sitting right there. I see Ken, President Lincoln is sitting right there. I see Kenny's there, my mom and my dad are there, my grandfather's there. You know, I can see those specific people. They're exactly what they're wearing. They're sitting in exactly and then surrounding in the rest of the stadium for me is um kids with bullying, um, addiction, suicide, depression, cancer, alopecia. These are different human trafficking. These are different things that, that I fight for, um, that I give back for. So when, because we've all heard the, or if you haven't, in network marketing you have anyways, but it's a bit, well, what is your why? Why are you doing this? Okay. Which is great. That's important. It's important that yeah. you have a why. But in my world, I call it, what's your why behind the why? Because... Mm -hmm. It's great that you have a why, but full transparency, you've already quit on yourself a thousand times and you'll quit yeah. again. Oh, yeah. You will. But if you have a why behind your why, those are my whys behind my why. My, the, the, the one side of it is Lincoln and Kennedy and, and Martin Luther and my mom and my dad and, you know, men and women that are because I'm, I'm not going to give up on them because they sacrificed for me. And then the other little eyes that are looking at me are counting on me. So, you know, when I don't want to get up, I want to do something. I can, it's like, come on, coach, 
Come on, coach. We need you. Let's go. We need. And that gets me up. That fights because I can literally see those little eyes counting on me. And dude, I'll go five, four, three, two, one, boom. Get your ass out of bed, Rail. Let's go. Let's go. And it's not perfect, you know. Like for example, this last ten days, oh God, that's been hard. It's been hard ones. But I still use those tricks, you know, and uh, we still we still get out of there. But if you if you have somebody other than yourself that you're fighting for, if you create those images in those places, um, you because life is a is a fight, and it's different for everybody, Elaine. But for me, it's really black and white. It's God and the devil. If you don't believe in that, you can call it black and white. You can call it positive, negative. You can call it higher power, lower power. But whatever you want to call it, it's a freaking Super Bowl game, and there's one winner. So are you going to win or are you going to lose? There's just none of this second place stuff, dude. It's like it's 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 insane to me how the world we're living in and so it takes champions like you elaine to step up and and show up like my pastor said and talk about things that people don't want to talk about because like are you kidding me like like we're at my son's graduation last week i don't know if you've heard this or seen this but we're at my son's graduation last week they were blessed that they got to have one and me and my wife are sitting in the in the in the 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 audience afterwards and we go what happened we're where was the valedictorian? And we were like, so then my wife, because she, she comes to me the next day, she goes, you know why there was no valedictorian? And I don't know if I'm saying that right. Because why? Because they've decided to not have that because they don't want to single somebody out and make people feel like they're not as good as somebody else. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. It's like, what? And And then apparently now we can't, teach about Martin Luther King. We can't teach about Lincoln. They're not, like, it's, in, it's crazy, dude. It needs to stop. Yeah. You're not setting your kids up for success. No. To, and you, and you can it, like, wow. I was like, wow. Wow. And if there's, if people, if there's people watching, like my pastor said, there's unfortunately, you know, and this is a big one, right? What we're talking about mental wellness, but unfortunately, this pandemic has brought out a lot of sheeps. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. People just want to follow, but they inside they're thinking something else. They yeah. speak, but they don't speak up because no. they're afraid. It's got to stop, dude. We're going down a very dangerous path right now. Yeah. I so totally agree with you. And I've been saying for a very long time, I, I never understood the concept of, you know, when you have children and, and grandchildren, in my case, I have five, you have to let them win at everything. And everybody gets a trophy. And I said, you know, okay, what people are forgetting is we only understand the world around us because humans are comparative. You cannot know someone's tall unless someone is short. You cannot know that something's cold unless something is hot. Mm -hmm. So if there is to be no winners, okay, 
then everybody just becomes a sheep. No win, no lose. It's this weird sort of non-state. How do you, how do you inflame or, or, uh, you know, uh, in, enlighten or uplift someone to want to try, to want to do it again, to want to get up in the morning? If there's me, I'm just going to be here with the rest of you. What's, I mean, what's the, what's, what's, what was that movie, the TV show or something back in our time where every house was the same, every wife oh, looked the same. Every, wives. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yes. it's, it's like, yeah, you're right. Like, what's the point, dad? Why, why should I bother trying? Because yeah. everybody's going to get a trophy like that. There's, there has, there has to be fight in us. And you're absolutely right. Just for ourselves. Okay, there has to be a winning team. There has to be a winner on the tennis court, on the racetrack, on the on the whatever. Someone needs to come out on top or how will the next generation ever want to aspire? That's the word I was looking for. Aspire. Well, let's let's bring it back to why we're here. Yes. If there was no fight, then we would be in. here. Yeah. Right? If there was no fight, then all of us that struggle, well, first and foremost, if there was no fight, then we'd still be all sitting out there thinking we're just weird by ourselves yeah. and we're the only one. But because people have fought and spoken yeah. up, that now they're like, you know, it's like when I walked into, it's the same thing. Like when I walked into AA the second time, I didn't see it when I walked in the first time, which is interesting. That just goes to show you how important timing was. I, I, I actually walked into AA, uh, it would be 19 years ago now. And uh, I remember I walked in and I was like, what a bunch of freaking wacko losers, dude. I'm so much better than them. I, I don't need these losers. Right? <laughs> right? And then 19 years later, I walk into the same environment, maybe different people, maybe some the same. Um, and I'm like, wow, that's me. Yeah. I'm at home. Wow. I'm not alone. You know, and it's the same thing. If we don't fight and rise, then it, it's, yeah, it's like in everything we need to fight. That's, it's like, it's 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 instilled in our human nature. So what are you trying to like just turn us into zombies? So we just walk around like this. Yeah. Like walking dead. Yeah. And and isn't that so boring? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. To me, having everybody exactly the same on that kind of even keel. I mean, I can't even say it without almost sneering because you need individuality is important. And I firmly believe and taught my children, everybody has a gift, a gift of something, every single human on the planet. And if you just allow them to share their gift, then you will see their value too. It doesn't matter what you do or what you're good at or or what have you. It's about understanding that everybody has something and you can excel at yours and I can excel at mine. 
and we can go on to fight another day. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for me, I believe like you, it's about choosing life. And it is a struggle. It's a struggle daily. Sometimes. The struggle hourly. is real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, what what was that? If I had a nickel for every time, oh boy, I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's yeah. go. Absolutely. Well, my, my heart hurts for the fact that you've had 10 days of difficulty. I know just by talking to you that not only will you get through it, but you will be able to use this to help others yet again. And I just believe we are so blessed to have you. Thank you. And all you of well. what you do. Yeah, all of what you do. And, you know, everybody's seen you on TV. I know that. Um, you are an author. And I think it's really important I want to do this now, if I can manage to do one thing. The Best Winning Edge is your book. And I firmly believe everybody should read it. Actually, no, that's that's not that's not my book. That's a website. No, thank you. That's a website where they can get uh, a free ebook that I did on on their health. And it's also where I have a new product called the edge that they can get, which has been a game changer um, for those of us who struggle. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then get your free book and check out Rael's product. I cannot thank you enough for spending time with me. And I just want to say that I look forward to the next time we get to talk. I look forward to you having the sun rise a little higher for you mm. uh, as we go forward and catch some great fish yes yes next week going again so that'll be awesome all right all right i actually like to fish although my husband will laugh because in florida i caught a causeway a what a causeway (laughs) it's not a fish it's a road (laughs) how did you catch a? oh because it was under the water uh, no, no, he was above. You the were water. on the water under a causeway, casting, and you cast. Yeah, I oh, was okay. casting, and yeah. We call that uh, you were you were casting for squirrels. You were fishing for squirrels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fish are in yeah. the water; they're not up there. That, that's it. That's it. I knew the. I, I knew I had something a little wrong there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, I thank you so much. This has been our time with Real Andrews. As he says, I'm going to let you say it because you call everyone a champion. Yes. So I'll just tell you, you're important, you matter, you can do whatever you want to, and I'll believe in you till you believe in yourself. Have an amazing day, champion. Thank you so much. With that, I'm Elaine Lindsay. This is Suicide Zen Forgiveness. And as always, make the very best of your today, every day. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on your favorite service. Suicide Zen Forgiveness was brought to you by Truel Social Media, the digital integration specialists. 
Let them get you on page one in the search results.